podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm a holistic life coach and a registered aromatherapist. Join me every other week as we chat with aromatherapists and hear about their aromatic journeys and how they use essential oils in their lives and in their businesses. Hey friends, welcome to podcast episode number 27, Aromatic Chat with Paula Warner. Paula is a recent graduate of the American College of Healthcare Sciences, and she has a master's in aromatherapy. And her focus is working with animals. And I can't wait to learn more. So let's get started. Hi, Paula. Hi, how are you? I am doing well, thank you. I need to go ahead and apologize in advance. I may have to step out for a moment. I'm caring for a neonatal kitten. Oh, she just ate. So right now she's trying to nurse on my fingers and that's fine. If that keeps her quiet, I'm fine with that. So you're a life coach to moms, huh? I am. It's not the niche that I wanted to work in. You know, you have an idea of what you want and God has a completely different plan for you. The thing is, um, his plan is so much better all the time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because like moms are who I've always kind of worked with. They need it. Yeah. We all need it once in a while, you know? Absolutely. And congratulations on your graduation from ACHS. Well, thank you so much. That's amazing. It it was an amazing journey. So your focus is animals. Animals. You know, there's something about working with animals. It's just so much different than working with people. The dynamics are so different because you've got a nonverbal furry critter there. A lot of them are rescues. You know, you don't know their past. You don't know what traumas they've been through and stuff. You're just kind of like guessing, but I like the challenge of it because when you push the right buttons, it's like, it's a miracle. They're getting better. I just like that. I did my case studies on humans and it was okay. The, The issue was a lot was compliance and following directions, and they know that they're just volunteers. But the animals, this is like, just like sending out these vibes, you know, I, I'm not okay. Yeah. I need you so you can focus 100%. And they have different kinds of issues. Kelly Holland Azaro developed this whole program last year. She tries to give you like an introduction. Do you think first yeah. is geared more toward aromatherapists or just people who want to use essential oils to help their most health? people who take a course take the level one the foundation course yeah it's it's a great course the only thing is it's new she has a lot of plans for the future somebody yeah. has yeah and she's, she's gonna develop a program on using hydrocells with animals mm-hmm. and how she uses crystals and stuff with animals so i'm really excited I did creep around on your Facebook page just a little bit to get to know you. I sent you a friend request. So do you guys have any kids? He has four kids. Your stepmom then? Yeah. I've tried to join a couple Facebook groups. Are you just looking for support in a group? Well, I was just being in a blended family. I just wanted to see what other people are going through, but I always end up being the take in the role of the supporter. Well, I'll extend an invitation to you. I have a Facebook group for moms. The focus of my group is to just do life together, help each other out. I'm the moderator, obviously, it's my group. So as a life coach, I try to support the people in my group. There's a link on my Facebook page. Paul, 
Paula, thank you so much for joining me on Aromatic Chat. I appreciate you and everything that you're working on in the aromatic community. And congratulations on your recent graduation from ACHS as a Master Aromatherapist. That is an accomplishment. It was quite a journey. I do wish it on anybody that wants the challenge. Well, becoming a master aromatherapist, I mean, that's just a step that a lot of people don't take. Could you tell us a little bit about that journey? It's it's just a small portion of the big picture. And there's just so much to learn and to grasp and how to incorporate it. Making blends is an art and it's a skill and you just don't throw a bunch of stuff together and voila, you know, you have to have synergy, has have connection. It was just an amazing experience. What led you to want to pursue a master's in aromatherapy? It all started years ago. I, I was a sign language interpreter for many years, and I would have to get a lot of massages. Well, one of my massage therapists was a herbalist and an acupuncturist. But I didn't know that until I came in with a bad cold. I said, maybe I should be careful. No, I'll help you. So she did her little treatments and gave me the herbs. And she started talking to me about herbal medicine and you know how it's healing for the body and stuff. And that was my first experience with ACHS before it became accredited. And then the name change. It was called long distance learning back then. You know, and, and in it, you get exposure to iridology, reflexology, aromatherapy, nutrition. You get a little bit of that mixed in with a program. Mm-hmm. And essential oils, you know, it sounded pretty cool, but I want to be an herbalist. When I, when I got to the what now stage, we were in England and nobody would let me volunteer or, you know, be under somebody's wing to get some practical experience. That just kind of like waned out. Before years ago, I was watching a docu-series called Autoimmune Secrets and how and, and had testimonials and everything. And I looked over at my little remedy cabinet and I saw my three dusty bottles. I go, seriously? So I went back on the ACHS website. It was brand new website, brand new name, accredited. I was looking at the program listings and I was like, oh, oh, I got to get into this. I started out with a certificate. I wanted to go to the next level up. And that's how I got into the Master of Aromatherapy program. I didn't do the normal. In a normal college, you have your spring break, summer break, and all this stuff. I just went straight through. Mm-hmm. Killed myself almost went straight through. But I did. And I just realized, I go, you know, this is, this is just a taste. So that's where I am now. And right now I'm back at the what now stage. We've got social media. You know, when you get the word out, you do this. you got people coming to you. Can you help me with this? Well, I've got a dog that's spazzing out. Can you help me, you know, with that? And it's a whole different environment now. And all these little opportunities are coming up. It's like, I'm just going to grab them because you never know. It's just, they're just knocking. It's like, okay, I'll open it. And you were one of them. I'm so glad you came on the show. This is awesome. And... You're the first guest that I've had who specializes in animal aromatherapy. When I got done at ACHS, as burned out as I was, I said, well, but what about animals? I mean, we have a little spastic old poo of a dog that I'm always using oils on. It's like, well, there's got to be something out there for animals. And then when I, when I read about the course, you know, I've read about it and I've read about it. So this is not college where you have you know, financial aid, you know, scholarships and grants. This is, this is out-of-pocket stuff. So it's like, okay, what is it worth to get a well-rounded knowledge to be that much more valuable to, you know, others? And I go, so I, I, I went into the course. And it's pretty amazing. There's like five levels. And I, I did 30 case studies. Wow, three zero. 
330 case studies to, to get the practitioner, you know, certification. You know, it's wound care, you know, was a big thing, but I'd say about 90% were emotional issues mm. because 90% were rescue animals. I'm a wordy person. So I always always point out to the instructor, the creator, whatever, uh, there's this issue here. Uh, there's a repeat here. There's, you know, and I was able to take the Bach flower essence part of it. I was mm-hmm. like, man, if I had had that in the beginning, I could have incorporated that and been all successful. the way through. Yeah. That dog needed it. Yeah. That horse needed it, you know, and it's, it's, it's just amazing. You know, just, it's, you got to think outside the box. You can't just be focused on one thing. I, I did that. I invested a lot into my clients because it's just not one thing. So you already said that the majority of your animal clients uh, are there because of emotional issues. How do you know? How do you know that they have? Because the caregiver will contact me and tell me a lot of it is separation anxiety, sound anxiety, aggression. I go, well, tell me a little about the animal. And they says, well, we adopted him. Oh, we rescued her. You know, that's part of it. And they can't tell you what happened. And, you know, there's PTSD, there's the trauma they've been through, abuse and all this stuff that they can't, you can't sit one-on-one, say, okay, tell me about it. And the, and the caregiver doesn't know either. So all this history mm-hmm. is gone. Even when the, with people, I did 25 or 30 human case studies and the majority of them were stress and anxiety. It's just the way the world is right now, you know? You had a few other issues, but 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 there's a lot of issues that's within that. Because if you're anxious and stressed, that's going to affect your sleeping, headaches, stomach issues, weight issues, issues, the environment they're in, how they're coping with their, their jobs or their family. And it's just, it's wild. Best word for it, isn't it? It's wild. It's wild. It is because people, yeah, they'll come to you and they'll be like, my knee hurts. Well, why does your knee, what's going on that's making your knee hurt? Well, you know, to give me a little background, you know, when did it start? <laughs> How did it start? You know, and mm-hmm. what works? What doesn't work? What have you yeah. tried? And there's all kinds of questions you ask. With the challenge with animals, you don't get that. Yes. You, know, yeah. you don't get any of that. Yeah. Well, I'm helping my friend Julie here on the island. She rescues cats, but we have seen recently just really traumatic cats. I mean, they're, they are obviously, they've obviously been traumatized. I do have a suggestion. Uh, it's called Whole Tones, Whole Tones for Pets. Okay. You go to wholetones.com. It's the, the W-H-O-L-E tones. And it's it's frequency based music that the different frequencies deal with different body systems. The one that's for pets is the four and five hundred range frequencies, and and it has a lot to deal with the emotional symptoms. Stream it. You can get the CD, and they got this little speaker, and that can loop. We have one on both sides of the animal shelter, and it goes twenty four hours a day. Doesn't have to be loud. So hearing is a lot better than ours. Really, really helps. Thank you. You get a lot of these traumatized cats. That's going to really yeah. help. And then, and then also, you know, research flower essences as well uh, because they're, yes. they deal 100% with emotional states. In, in hydrosols, I had one dog that was like so terrified with sound, he would just freeze. 
couldn't get him outside or anything. You know, I tried oils and I got to the point where he would go out with his sister. And then lo and behold, Neroli Hydrosol was, did the trick. It'll spray. So yeah. don't rule on hydrosols, but, they're, but they're, they're potent enough that will work on cats and, you know, dogs that are frail, you know. Oh, such good stuff. Well, what would you say is one of the biggest uh, stumbling blocks for you in your aromatherapy journey? Well, I think with me, it was getting past the self-esteem issue, which we all seem to have from time to time, and realize that age is not a reason to give up or not start over. Creating a vision board to visually see where I want to go. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then but you have your vision board there. And it's like, okay, I can do this. And then uh, recognizing newly discovered strengths and develop them. Maybe you find out that you're a good writer. Mm-hmm. develop that or you're a good speaker develop that or you're good at solving problems those are they're going to help you in the future and i found out that i could write and i can talk i could talk really well <laughs> and i'm really good at at saying things from a different perspective you'll be surprised what you got inside you one of the things that i i really kind of hold to is that we are never too old to make a change ever yeah. well, so i love that so just completed your master's training working with animals, what are your top three favorite essential oils? I really don't have any favorites. I use them as needed, you know, for health issues. You know, mm-hmm. Being a clinical aromatherapist, I may diffuse um, sweet orange essential oil to cleanse the air, you know, or I will develop a roller bottle blend for like those achy joints. I may make an immune boost. It's just uh, bath oils. I, lo- I love taking baths. Mm-hmm. I grew up taking baths. I don't know if I ever took a shower when I was a kid. And just making a bath blend and just like, you know, have my whole tones music going while I'm taking my bath. But yeah, it's, you know, it just depends on what's going on and what I need. Which is a totally different tact from a lot of people, like not aromatherapists, but people that I've spoken with. Like they just, they just use essential oils every day. They use them in their life every day. They never take a break from them. You know, the more I learned about these oils, the more I respect them for their their power. Essential oil safety is a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, but also I think because of our education, you know, the, the idea of sustainability is always there. And, you know, I look, at my, I look at my bottles and I go, yeah, that one I can use. That's a plentiful plant. But the ones that are wildcrafted or rare, that, that's, a, that's a gem that, you know, I'm not just going to willy-nilly throw into a diffuser. What is lighting you up daily, Paula? Where are you getting excited? Talking about my passion. Yeah. You know, knowing what's coming up and what I can impart to others. This um, presentation I'm going to do, it's outside. I got my slides enlarged. I'm just going to flip them out, you know, whenever, you know, I said the first time I've had an audiovisual presentation outside. But this is a farm. You know, everybody comes to the farm. They have two little she sheds that they do one-on-ones with. And then they have to go out and work with the animals and, you know, get therapy with them and stuff. So it's going to be interesting. And you have a presentation coming up for AIA also. The June uh, monthly meeting. I want to have fun with that because I've got some really interesting case studies to bring up. It's it's a lot of ups and downs and stuff. So I've got a lot to share. Well, I think it'll be really great because I feel like animal aromatherapy is one of those things that people are afraid of. They don't know. The more you know, the more comfortable you're going to be. Exactly. But you got to educate yourself. 
Yes. You know, yeah, it's nice to have books. I got a couple books on animal therapy and they just go kind of like give you blends and stuff. It's like, there's a lot more to it than that. Well, what's been your favorite animal case study that you've done or animal interaction? What's been your favorite one? Okay. Um, this is a happy ending. Actually, it's the one I published. No, not, not everybody can have access to that. Um, Chewy, a Shih Tzu, and his sister Dax. I was contacted. I had to be in a cage and taken to work every day because he was too aggressive to leave at home. And he would um, attack his sister. No provocation. He would just attack his sister. Of course, she took it out on her paws. She that lick to the point where she was bleeding. And we tried Neroli. We tried Ling Ling. And then I get a message from the caregivers. Oh, he just attacked Dax for no reason. It's like, okay, something else is going on here. And it was just like really putting me in tears. I and mean, this is over like a three-month period. There's a lot of other stuff going on here. I know a great holistic vet. Take him there just to rule out any medical issue that's causing this aggression. Well, make sure there's nothing neuro Logically, you know, wrong. Come to find out he had a very infected, broken tooth. And the only way he could express his need for help was to attack his sister. It's like, I'm not right. I'm in pain. I'm doing this for a reason because he, he's nonverbal. He can't talk. You know, I love her, but I'm not getting my point across that, you know, you get a shooting pain in your mouth. You're just going to react. So after like two weeks of uh, after dental surgery and everything, different night and day on how he, you know, reacted with not being in pain anymore. I was, I was, I was emailing my instructor and it's like, what can I do? I mean, I'm in tears because this little guy, you know, is just suffering so much and it was just, it's amazing. That is amazing. I actually have a couple of clients who use me to make sense of things, not necessarily to, to receive aromatherapy, but they'll come to me because they're like, this is what my doctor is saying, but I'm not sure. Can you help me? Can you help me flesh it out and make sense of it? Which is what you did for this, for Chewy. And it's just amazing. Yeah. And, and you also have the, 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 the bad ones too. The border collies, two of them, just adorable, sweet as can be. Deacon Wood is the one that had the, the major sound anxiety. And Sunday was just like turning to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde at night. And of course, she wanted me to work with Deacon first because it was the easiest. And, you know, he was responding to the Neroli Hydrosol. I was getting ready to work with Sunday and I ran into the pet sitter who um, takes care of them on the weekends when she's out of town. And I said, well, how are they with you? I mean, what's their behavior? Well, they're just perfectly fine. Mm. I have no problem with them. So it was like, you have to kind of know how to make a judgment call. My clients are the animals. They're my priority. So do I approach the caregiver? Maybe she's influencing. Border collies totally feed off their owner. Yeah. And I'm kind of like going around it, you know, yeah, I met, you know, your pet sitter and we're talking about the dogs, you know, and it's just like, so I said, if I had no flower essences before this point, I really could have helped her. It's hard to cope with these things. You just get so attached to these animals. It's easy for us on the outside looking in to see where there may be an issue, but it's a lot harder when you're the one in the middle of it to receive that. You can't see the forest for the trees, you know, type of thing. Well, but also being being willing to receive that feedback might be way too hard for her. It's a learning process. You know, you just don't know. You don't know when to give up or if you should give up. It's hard to make that call. I knew there was an issue there. 
I couldn't go over there. I eventually, if she would have opened up to me, I could have crossed over and brought them all in. Well, and as humans, though, we like to compartmentalize things like I'll let you work with this dog, but this dog's a bit of a handful. So we're going to wait on that one. But I have a friend who's a dog trainer and she's like, that doesn't work. Everyone Mm -hmm. be working all the time. They're a unit. They're a unit. You are all you know? part of the same household. You all have yes. the same door to go. But we don't, we, yes. we, we like to compartmentalize as humans, you know. But I want, I don't want to discourage anybody. I mean, it's a fantastic <laughs> program and it's, it's a much yeah. needed field because there's so few out there. I mean, there are vets that have, you know, homeopathic training or essential oil training, which is really awesome. But their main focus is on the veterinary part mm-hmm. of it. Well, I just think it's great that you've chosen this niche because like you said, there's so many animals and the need is so great. How can people find you if they're having issues with their pet and they would like to try out some aromatherapy solutions? You can reach me on Facebook through my name, uh, Culpepper, Virginia. I think I'm only Apollo Warner in Culpepper, Virginia. If you know anybody who's hearing impaired, say I'm fluent in in American Sign Language, so I can work with them as well. My email, shoutjoy at yahoo.com. But just keep in mind that, you know, I don't have an inventory of oils to sell, blends to sell. I'm not into retail at all. So if you want me to help with, you know, your issues, your animal issues, there's going to be forms to fill out, one-on-one, you know, intakes or one-on-two, the caregiver and the animal client and myself. Because the more I know about you, your health history, your animal's health history, the more I'll be able to help in a safe way so so they would just email you and then that would start the process yeah you can email me aromatherapy in the um, subject line so in case you end up in my spam folder great do you have any final beautiful inspiring words or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners before we close today many people have something that they want to do they have a, a desire in their heart is oh i wish i could do that i wish i could do that my suggestion is to get a, a Word doc up or a journal and just start writing your ideas down. And if they're really crazy, I want to walk on the moon, I want to be in a space shuttle. I mean, it doesn't matter. Just write them all down and then just start eliminating the ones that aren't realistic or not really attainable. And then you'll have your core list of things that you would like to do. Okay. And then from those, what warms your heart? What, what gives you little goosebumps? Go after it, you know, pursue it. And just, just remember that it's an investment in your passion and what you want to do. I'm pursuing my passion and I'm excited about it and it's much needed. It's good to find that satisfaction that makes you happy. That's great. Thank you so much, Paula. Well, thank you for having me. I I appreciate you. I really appreciate what you're doing in the aromatic world with animals. I think that is just amazing. Excellent. So I will see you at the webinar then. And are you going to be at the conference? I want to go. I'm going virtually. I might do that too, because I just travel and everything. It's just not like it used to be. So. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you so for much having Paula. me. All right. Take care. Hey friend. Thank you so much for listening to Aromatic Chat. Wow. We really unpacked a lot today. And when people hear that I'm an aromatherapist, one of the very first questions they ask is, what about my pets? And I'm so glad you tuned in to today's episode so that you could hear a little bit more about animal aromatherapy from our amazing guest. I am so honored that you choose to listen to each episode and that you share Aromatic Chat with your friends and family. I wanted to let you know that at lemonbalmcoaching.com, I do have a couple of blog posts written about animal aromatherapy. 
Therapy if you're interested in checking those out. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and be sure to check out the show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. If you enjoy Aromatic Chat, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find me, your life coach and registered aromatherapist on the web at lemonbalmcoaching.com. I will see you next time with our next episode. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics.